Welcome to The Torch, a podcast with Brian Gibbs presenting biblical insights and prophetic perspectives for cultural and current events in this hour, contending for personal revival, national awakening, and generational reformation. Produced by Victory, a church of his presence, and Light the Fire Ministries coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. Thank you for joining us. friends, welcome to The Torch. This is Brian Gibbs coming to you from Sarasota, Florida. Thank you for being with us today. So thankful every time that we can be together. Thank you for making this a priority of jumping in with us. And I pray you're encouraged today by the Lord. Father, we just thank you again for our time. I pray, Lord, for your anointing to be released I pray, Lord, for clarity today, for the the right, proper alarms, Lord, as watchmen and as intercessors and as friends of the bridegroom, Lord, that today we come together and, Lord, may we be strengthened and have clarity from the Holy Spirit today. Thank you for the hour in which we live, Lord. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for setting us apart, Lord, for such a time as this. We bless you, Lord, and we give you all honor. Lord, may we point people to you, to your face, to your heart, to your love, ultimately. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. What a time we are living in the last four days um, as we have been watching. The eyes of the world right now are upon Jerusalem. The eyes of the world are upon Israel. And... I believe with all of my heart that righteous retribution is coming to the enemies of our beloved Israel. Isaiah 62, verse 1, it says, Because I love Zion, I will not keep silent. Because my heart yearns for Jerusalem, I cannot remain silent. I will not stop praying for her until her righteousness shines like the dawn and her salvation blazes like a burning torch. Isaiah goes on in verse 6 and 7. He says, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem, and they shall never hold their peace day and night. You who make mention of the Lord do not keep silent. And give him no rest until he establishes and until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. For Zion's sake. Amen. For Zion's sake. You know, in the last four days, um, again, what we've seen, we've seen just insanity coming out of Gaza. Um, The Hamas terrorists, obviously backed by um, uh, Iranian, this Iranian regime, uh, relentlessly attacking Israel, firing now nearly thousands of rockets upon Jerusalem and Tel Aviv and throughout the country. Um, Evidently, they're very emboldened by Biden's weakness and his betrayal of Israel, which that is nothing new. He's got quite a portfolio of that himself. But I'm praying that America will always stand for Israel. Amen. I'm praying America will always, always stand for Israel. We have friends um, right now in the Galilee region. 
We have friends in Tel Aviv, friends in Jerusalem, um, who have literally been sleeping in their, bo their bomb shelters with their children. Um, I can't imagine how they're feeling right now. Um, even just this morning, we received some photographs from our friends in Tel Aviv with their little kids inside their bomb shelter as rockets are flying overhead. And we have been fervently praying for them, for all of our friends throughout Jerusalem. We've been praying here fervently at Victory, and I know that our network of our Light the Fire ministry family uh, across the country has been interceding for Israel. Um, like most of you, we've been watching just the shocking video images of all of these rockets, the, the iron domes, uh, amazing technology striking down these rockets. It's just, it's just profound to watch. It's very sobering to watch. Um, I, I, honestly, I'm in awe of the Iron Dome, just the technology alone, being able to deal with the majority of these rockets. And um, I learned actually yesterday that the IDF, Israel's Defense Forces, they said that um, nearly a third of the rockets fired from Hamas, these terrorists out of, out of Ga the Gaza Strip right there along the Mediterranean Sea, um, nearly one-third of the rockets fell back upon themselves after launching, had, had literally come down upon themselves, killing their own people, killing their own children, which, of course, then they went on to take those videos and use them as propaganda, saying that Israel killed their children, when in fact they killed their own children. And those are the facts. Um. Gosh, the United Nations, where are they? They continue to ignore international law concerning war crimes against Israel. That's no surprise. I saw um, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, who, of course, served uh, powerfully with President Trump, did not mince words whatsoever. These are his words, and I quote, he says, Biden is guilty of illegal blood money laundering for terrorists. And it is a direct violation of federal law. And he's went on to encourage even these renewed attacks upon Israel. Uh, no one really, especially myself, no one is surprised by Biden's response whatsoever. I just think it's amazing, just amazing what we have seen happen since the inauguration uh, that happened in Washington in January. It, what has happened in, in America and the nations uh, since we went into a stolen election and come under this present coup. And yes, that's exactly what it is. Ever since January, what has happened in the last 100 and what are we at, 115 days or so, um, something like that. The, this Biden and dark administration, um, they've proven, obviously, they're not going to stand for Israel. But I want to decree with you that we, the body of Christ, will stand for Israel. We, the body of Christ, will pray and intercede for Israel. We, the body of Christ, will honor Israel. And you make no mistake about it, my friend, Israel is going to bring overwhelming retribution to her enemies. And as we speak, even as we're, we're here doing this cast, um, they're rolling and mobilizing tanks and soldiers to the Gaza Strip even now. 
You know, Israel hasn't been there in, I believe, 16 years. And that community, um, they should be just thriving there. That Muslim community should be thriving. They should be building their own culture for their people, for their children, for their posterity. Uh, but they're not doing that. They're building a death culture of hatred and a really uh, a culture of death that desires to destroy all of Israel. Of course, powerfully backed by Iran. And uh, that regime, of course, is, is now looking at going back into the uh, nuclear deal with Biden. Of course, that was initiated by President Obama at that time. Gosh, I remember being in Washington, D.C. One, one of my ministry friends, a dear friend, he and I went to Washington, D.C. to uh, watch um, Prime Minister Netanyahu speak to the joint session of Congress and literally begged them not to go into this Iran nuclear deal. Of course, Obama treated him like garbage. Uh, Obama wouldn't even see Prime Minister Netanyahu on that trip. He came all the way here. Obama wouldn't see him, ig ig ignored him. And excuse me, Josiah, what'd you say? Yeah, that's right. He was out playing golf. Exactly. And so um, I remember I remember that time when Prime Minister Netanyahu came to America, literally begged us not to go into the Iran nuclear deal. Of course, President Trump, thankfully, uh, of course, he did a million things right. Did he make some mistakes? Sure. But boy, he did a million things right. He pulled us out of that uh, Iran nuclear deal. And uh, as we know, um, Biden is going working to negotiate to go right back into it. It is so dangerous what we're seeing going on. So pitifully dangerous. You know, Biden is AWOL right now. His administration, these minions are, are telling Israel, they're telling both sides that they need to de-escalate. Oh, my gosh. I mean, let me just go on the record and tell you that is absolutely absurd. Let's be clear. Let's be very clear. Israel is under attack. Israel is not starting wars. That's not what they do, folks. Israel is defending themselves. It is the moral right decision. Israel's not killers. Israel is not terrorist. Israel are beautiful, beautiful, peaceful people who long to live in peace, who are striving for peace. Of course, they were working right in tandem with President Trump, with the Abraham Accords, with nations lining up to sign into peace agreements with Israel. And right now, again, since, since this diabolical scheme was unhatched upon America, removed Trump, who was rightly elected. Let me take a quick swig here for those of you that are listening. I cannot hardly believe what we've seen in the last not even 120 days. Israel is being attacked, folks. They're not starting wars. They're not initiating wars. They must defend themselves. You know, what did Winston Churchill do when the Nazis were dropping bombs on Britain? Well, they defended themselves. They didn't move into some um, academic de-escalation, you know, program. That, that's completely absurd. 
America didn't tell Churchill to stand down. Yet you got Biden's minions out there that are absolutely nuts and they hate, they hate Israel. It's amazing to me how many voices beyond liberal voices, just obstinate left voices that stand against Israel right here in our American Congress. It is, it is disgusting. What I think will happen, <clears throat> what I think is that Israel's about to hit Gaza very strong. And I don't know if they will bring overwhelming power um, to Gaza. I think they will bring enough, enough strength enough mobilization to deal with the terrorists that we will hopefully, hopefully we will see another ceasefire come again from this. That is my great hope. Um, they've actually since 2014, we've seen a pretty strong ceasefire um, with very few minor rockets uh, situations. You know, right now we're filming, today is May 13th, but this is going to be released as we always film on Thursdays and then release on Fridays for everyone. But tomorrow is May 14th. So as you're watching this, it is May 14th. This is a significant historical moment in the life blood of Israel. It's destiny, it's prophetic purpose. Tomorrow, well, as we're watching this, Israel's turning 73 years old. May the 14th, 1948, Israel became a nation once again. Israel, after 2,000 years since its destruction and exile, miraculously, prophetically became a nation once again. May the 14th, 1948. This is interesting. Draw your own prophetic uh, correlations. You know, most theologians, or <laughs> theologians, we were just joking about that. Theologians, the theologians, most theologians believe, <laughs> that was funny. Most theologians believe that a generation is 80 years. Now, what I think is significant that we, here we are at Israel's 73rd anniversary, literally since they have been born again, became a nation once again, rising up out of the ashes of the Holocaust. I mean, the earth has never seen anything like this, that a nation that's been destroyed, gone for nearly 2,000 years, has now risen out of the ashes of the Holocaust. The breath of God's life came upon them. Literally, they were born again. The bones came together, the muscle and the sinew came together again, and the breath of God literally brought Israel back to life. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. And now the prophetic clock upon the earth has begun, where I, all, the, all the eyes of the earth have turned now towards Jerusalem and towards Israel. Um, I learned something amazing on my first trip to Israel when we were in Tel Aviv, we went to the Hall of Independence. And uh, actually, I'm going to look at a scripture before I say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this scripture because obviously May the 14th, 1948 was the fulfillment, the prophetic fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy of Isaiah 66. I'm going to read a few verses here. It says, the sound of the noise, verse 6, in the city, the voice from the temple, 
the voice of the Lord who fully repays his enemies. <laughs> wow. Who fully repays his enemies. Before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain came, she delivered a male child who was, uh, excuse me, who has heard of such a thing, who has seen such things. Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day, or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Shall I bring to a time of birth and not cause delivery, says the Lord? Shall I cause delivery and then shut up the womb, says your God? Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad with her, all of you who love her. Rejoice for joy with her and all you who mourn for her. Uh, that they shall feed and be established with the consolation of her bosom, that you may drink deeply and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. Hallelujah. Isaiah 66, again, verse 8, it says that shall a nation be born in a day. Yet when Zion travailed or was in labor, she gave birth to her children. When I was in Israel the very first time, I learned at Independence Hall that it was literally 66 people that signed its resolution for independence and became a nation once again. Was that coincidence? Was that accident? An accident? Absolutely not. Fulfilling Isaiah 66. Now here we are 73 years later, and most theologians believe, theologians, uh, believe that a generation is 80 years. Now, this is interesting because 80 minus 73 is 70 years, or seven years. 80 minus 73 is seven years. And I think that's very interesting where we're at prophetically. We know that the tribulation time is soon to hit planet Earth, that uh, Daniel's 70th week, Remember, the um, 77s shall be foretold and unfolded. We know Daniel's 70th seven is about to be released in these last days, a seven-year period called the Great Tribulation, the time of Jacob's trouble. That will hit planet Earth where God will literally deal with the nations and pour out wrath upon his enemies. This is intense. You know, the, um, the, the prophet Amos said this concerning Israel. This is chapter 9. And I was thinking about this driving in early this morning here to the church concerning Israel's position being back in their land and what their enemies all around are doing against them. Chapter 9, verse 13, it says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper. And the treader of the grapes, him who sows seed, the mountain shall drip with sweet wine, and the hills shall flow with it. I will bring back the captives of my people Israel. They shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards, drink wine from them. They shall make gardens and eat fruit from them. And I will plant them in their land, says the Lord. I will plant them in their land. And no longer 
shall they be pulled up from the land I have given them, says the Lord. Amen. They'll never be pulled up again. Folks, now after 2,000 years, as God has reestablished Israel in their land, an absolute miracle 73 years ago today, God reestablishing, causing a nation to be born again. The earth has never seen anything like this. But God said, I will do it. I will bring them back out of captivity. I will plant them in their land. And notice what Amos declares and prophesies. No longer shall they be pulled up from the land that I have given them. That, that is God's covenant promise. God is a God of covenant. God is a God of everlasting love and everlasting covenant. He is the covenant-keeping God. And Israel will never again be taken and driven out of their land, even though all of their enemies are licking their chops right now. God, God has even said, I'm going to put a hook in their jaw, and I'm going to draw them down to Jerusalem, and I'm going to deal with every one of those enemies. Today, I want to pray with you. Those of you that have jumped into the torch, I'm so thankful that you're here. <clears throat> I'm so encouraged and really inspired by so many of you who continue to write us. Uh, so many emails that I get that people that are being impacted through the torch, I'm so thankful for you. I want to take some time to pray today for Prime Minister Netanyahu. I want to pray for the Israeli government, um, that they would come into unity there at the Knesset. I also want to pray for the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, their military there to have wisdom on how to know how to respond in this hour, that they have wisdom, that they have precision on how to do, how to deal with their enemies, <clears throat> excuse me, how to deal with their enemies. And before we go to prayer, um, we've been encouraging a number of people. I want to encourage you to download a particular app. It's called Red Alert. Red Alert. Of course, you, you can find this on every platform out there. But uh, Red Alert is actually an app that every time a rocket is fired into Israel, it will come up on the app and tell you exactly where it's come from and what city or location or region it could be hitting. Um, but you, you have to be aware of this. You're going to be getting a lot of alerts. But if you want to stay up as a watchman, if you want to stay alert um, on, uh, to what is happening in this present time, I encourage you download Red Alert. And uh, it will also give you a greater understanding of what is happening right now in the country of Israel. It'll help you to carry a greater burden and learn how to understand the hour and obviously how to pray effectively. So, Lord, we just we just come to you right now in the most powerful name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the name above all names, Yeshua, and the Messiah of Israel, our Lord, our Lord, our King. Father, we lift up Prime Minister Netanyahu today. We bless Benjamin's life. Lord, even as we come into agreement, we just speak right now and loose the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon him to hear your voice. Lord, give him an encounter with you. Give him a God encounter. Lord, let him recognize and see that Jesus is his Messiah. 
Lord, let him be led even now, directed by the winds of God, by the voice of God, by the Holy Spirit, Lord, on how to move forward, on how to advance. Lord, we pray for your wisdom that comes down from above, that is first pure, to rain down upon him, Lord. Speak to his heart. Speak to his leadership team right there closest to him. Give them insight, Lord, how to deal with their enemies in this hour. We pray for, Lord, the Israeli government. I just speak unity into the Knesset, Lord, into his very cabinet. I speak unity. Lord, as they've been grappling these, these many years now with so many times of another election, another election, so much has been broken down. Lord, today we pray for divine unity. Father, that you would literally kiss this government and cause their hearts to be melted together as one by the fire of your love, by the fire of your presence in Jesus' holy name. Lord, that you bring them together as one and give them wisdom, Father, on how to advance, how to deal with their enemies at this time, how to deal with Hamas, how to deal with even greater, Lord, with, with enemies in Iran, enemies in Syria, with Ergodon, Lord, and Turkey, Lord, how to deal with this in this hour. We lift up the IDF military. Father, we strengthen them right now. Father, we thank you that against all odds, you raised up Israel, Lord, you caused them to conquer. You caused them to receive once again the sovereignty of a nation being birthed, being born. And Father, we celebrate it. We celebrate it all, Lord. And we stand with them today, Lord, that you will move on their behalf amongst their military, amongst every force, Lord, to the north, the south, the east, and the west upon Israel Lord, to deal with them in power and might and strength and ultimately, Lord, to establish peace in this hour. Give them precision over their enemies. Give them advancement, Lord. Give them clarity in Jesus' name. As the body of Christ, Lord, right here in America, and even those that are connected with us throughout the earth, Lord, we come into agreement and we bless you, Jerusalem. May there be peace within your walls, peace within your gates. We bless you, Israel, in the name of Jesus. Father, protect families, protect the innocent children even now, Lord. Protect the elderly, Father. Protect them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I want to go back to Isaiah 62. For, Zion, for Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a lamp that burns. And the Gentiles shall see your righteousness and all the kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name. And you shall be crowned with glory in the hand of the Lord and as a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no longer be termed forsaken. 
That's right. You shall no longer be termed forsaken, nor shall your land be termed any longer desolate, but you shall be called Hetzvah, the land of Beulah. That means married. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. Once again, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem, and you shall never hold you they shall never hold their peace day and night you shall make mention of the lord do not keep silent and give him no rest until he establishes until he makes jerusalem a praise in the earth we pray that today in jesus name listen um i'm so thankful for watchmen i'm so thankful for intercessors that are connected with us Thank you for being on your watch. Thank you for being alert. Thank you for being faithful, good soldiers on your watch to be interceding, praying for Israel, praying for Jerusalem at this time. I want to declare again, America shall always stand with Israel. Amen. May America always stand with Israel. I know the body of Christ is going to stand with Israel. I love you guys. I love your hearts. Thank you for writing us. Just in the even in the last 72 hours, I've been overwhelmed with text and uh, emails from friends concerning Israel. We know that we are living in the last days, and there is a Maranatha cry that is coming up out of the body of Christ in this hour. We are living in the last days. Make no mistake about it. Just as Jesus promised, He will come again triumphant glorious and the spirit and the bride they say come listen i want to thank you for being with us it's been a joy as always Um, looking forward to our next time together Um, stay on your post stay on your watch stay faithful i love you guys i also greet you from my wife my wife and i love you we appreciate you appreciate your partnership appreciate your prayers for me and bren for our family, for Victory, a church of his presence right here in Sarasota, and for all of our partners, and and actually new partners. Gosh, we've been getting a number of new partners. I'm so thankful for you guys. Whether you're watching today or whether you're listening, I am so thankful, and we pray over every one of our partners. We pray over every gift. Your prayers mean so much. We couldn't do it without you, and we're thankful. God has been so good to us. We have so much to be thankful for. We do, don't we, Josiah? Just just so much to be thankful for. God is good, and He's good to you. Listen, I pray the Lord strengthen you, refresh you today, and until we meet again, keep the fire burning. Be blessed.